I want me some glory hope. To the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We listen to on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, or on iHeartRadio. We thank Agent Harry Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I'm your host, Bo Stevens, and I'm joined as always here on the Sports Patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Woo, Bo Cephas, here we go. I almost called in sick this week, buddy, and let you take this on yourself, but I'm not going to do that to you. We got punched in the nuts last Saturday, mm. then castrated, then forced to watch as our assailant made just ate them right in front of us. It was <laughs> disgusting. It was the most painful bleed out of our balls death that I've ever had. Um, just put us right in that loser basket with with Beto O'Rourke, Stacey Adams, and Charlie Chris. But unlike those <laughs> no-talent pussies, we know how to bounce back and win, and we can do it with or without the support of the dumb college kids who want their free money, the stupid white liberal Karens, and even the fucking trannies. <laughs> now, whether you are here for the funny... It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. You're a stupid son of a bitch. My apologies, Mr. Presidents. I will do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Center. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up for those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill by now. We will make you laugh. We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we'll make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money! Now, with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast. Bo Cephas, as always, right here on a sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, freaking disgusting, cold beer hip choice of the week. Well, thank you very much there, sir. Tonight I am drinking a French Toast Bastard by oh. Founders Brewery in Grand 
Rapids, Michigan, 3.75 stars out of five. Yeah, very good beer. I don't believe it. And very apropos today because back in 1970, Charles de died. He was, of course, the first official president of France. And uh, before that, he was a World War I and a World War II hero. This tough old French loaf pincher lived through two <laughs> world wars. And not only did he live to tell the tale, he became the prime minister of France after defeating Nazi Germany. But then the French were a bunch of squabbling partisan assholes. Kind of reminds me of some other place right about now. Mm-hmm. And uh, the prime minister couldn't really get all his goals accomplished. And because of it, old Chuck said, the hell with all you French dicklers. I'm out. But the government quickly fell apart without him. So much so, they asked him to come back and serve as their very first president Mm -hmm. in the newly reformed government. And when they asked him, Chuck looked at his fellow countrymen and said, Oh, I don't know, Ernie. Uh, Last time y'all treated me really, really terrible. And uh, I didn't appreciate it, but uh, I guess at the end of the day, I'm a superstar after Mm -hmm. all. And, uh... Old Chuck and the boys set things right, and uh, the world got perfume and models with hairy armpits, and everybody was happy after that. And they got that shitty beer that you're drinking, I guess. So all was right with the world. (laughs) All right, boys and girls, we're going to get the podcast. We got the good, the bad, and the hard. You fucking kidding me. Mm. And we're going to go over every (laughs) win in the NFL in the air tonight. And of course, of course, we're going to get you paid with those free picks as we always do 2-0 last week, by the way. But right now, we got to get paid. And to do that, here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by Tammy's Tampons. Have you ever heard those commercials about men type shit that is read by a woman? You know, some sexy sounding chick trying to tell you what razor is best to shave your face or what pill to take to make your dick get hard again? Well, in the spirit of those, I have an ad here for all you birds out there about a product to use in your mysterious lady parts. It's Tammy's Tampons Kid. Ladies, I'm assuming that you just hate when that blue liquid they show on TV spills out all over your snatch garters. Well, those days are over thanks to Tammy's Tampons. Tammy's Tampons will keep your ant flow locked in your labia menorah for sure. And best of all, Tammy's Tampons come with an iron clam 100% money back guarantee. So if your penis flytrap lets anything escape, if your camel toe steps in a puddle, god damn it if your fish bitten can't keep the moisture hidden, just give our platonic friends over at Tammy's Tampons a call and they will give you a full refund no questions asked. So do your juice box a favor ladies and go to right now to Tampons.com and put in ha our code word Gloryho for 10% off your first box of spirit sticks. That's Tampons.com for 10% off their cotton rockets. One more time, Tampons.com code word, glory hole. Jesus Christ, Longhorn. Um, you know, we don't know personally because we're dudes, and dudes, you know, <laughs> despite what people might think these days, don't have periods. So those Tammy's Tampons, we're going to have to take their word for it. Sometimes we get yeah. some weird sponsors, but you know what? We'll fucking sell anything because we don't give a fuck. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe we should ask Stacey Abrams how they work and if they're working out for her because she flowed her way right out of that fucking election there in Georgia. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Stacey looks like one of those. Like you need, you need two. She, she's a, she's a two tampon. She's two, two tampon. 
That's purely speculation. <laughs> it just looks like it might be a big hole oh, is all I'm saying. Fucking gross! And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. This is bad? This is bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it. Are you fucking with me? Alright boys and girls, as always, we start off with the good, and the good last week was fucking Haas, baby, in the NFL 5, 1 and 2, 2-0 and oh on our free picks here on the podcast, and every total that we gave out on, uh, except one, I believe, on the podcast hit, so uh, overall, podcast-wise, NFL kicked some fucking ass. Yeah, good to the bad, good to the bad. Well, the bad, obviously, was uh, Carolina. I mean, in the NFL, they never even got off the bus. We didn't particularly care for that pick, but the numbers gave it out, and the numbers giveth, and the numbers taketh away. So, obviously, that wasn't but good on you, Longhorn, for uh, going the other way in the Super Contest with uh, Cincy minus seven. Great call there, buddy. <laughs> the, the elephant in this room is just staring right at us and wondering why we aren't addressing... Stacy, I told you to wait outside. <laughs> <laughs> She's bleeding everywhere. She didn't put two up there. Just... <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. College was fucking terrible. God damn it. Officially, by the numbers that we post and that we get and give out at the time, only our second losing week of the season. But God damn, was that fucking awful. Yeah, second losing week in college. College has been okay. Been really good, actually. And. You know, it just took a big old shit on us last weekend. But listen, these things happen. The the um, you know you're gonna have the monster weekends. You're gonna have the bad weekends. You just hope there's one extra monster weekend that outweighs the bad ones. Uh, we haven't actually had the monster yet. We're still waiting on that monster. It's coming. I'm talking about that 10 plus unit weekend. It is 100% coming. And who this weekend? It's coming this weekend. Just wait on it. You heard it here first, boys and girls. All right, and now this is going to be an FGA. This is episode 130? 130. Sure. So mm-hmm. first time in 130 episodes, the are you fucking kidding me of the week is not going to be presented by me. It's going to be presented by my buddy, Longhorn. Mm-hmm. So Longhorn, take it away. Yeah, what could go wrong here? Um, doing it, doing something live you've never done before. I don't Come know. What I mean, look, I watched the Atlanta Falcons and the um, uh, Los Angeles Chargers game. Mm. We obviously had Atlanta plus three. Uh, we got the push on that officially, but let me just tell you right now, and I don't, I'm, I don't do it the way Bo Stevens does. I'm gonna do it my own way. That was a bunch of bullshit that went wrong for us completely. Start, three things. I got three things off the top of my mind. Number one, uh, and I don't have the break. I don't have the times of the game like both of us usually does. But Drake London catches a pass at the about three yard line. He tries to make a little move to get into the end zone, and a defender, Khalil Mack, comes over and just doesn't doesn't punch the ball out. He doesn't 
you know, just Drake London doesn't just drop the ball trying to make a play. No. Khalil Mack just comes over as he's tackling him, just wraps his both arms around the football and just takes it away. It starts running the other way. That's number one. Number two, uh, with about two or three minutes left in the three or four minutes left in the game, Mariota has a streaking, and I mean streaking, Kyle Pitts running about 4440 at 6'5, 255 pounds. He's got five steps on the defender. All you got to do is lay it out there. He's walking in for about a 70 yard touchdown and the knockout blow. And Mariota airmails it about four yards out of reach. That's strike number two. Then the real death blow came when uh, the Chargers were driving to go ahead and either either kick a field goal or score a touchdown, which the touchdown would have fucked us. This is with like almost no time left. Eckler fumbles the ball in field goal range. The defender for Atlanta picks the ball up. It's a big fat fatty. And he starts running the other way as he gets down to about the 50-yard line or so without being touched. Literally nobody touched him. He just fumbles the ball for no reason whatsoever. He was just running happy. I mean, you can see a big fat fucking smile on his face because he he was going to go win the fucking game. And in all of his excitement, the ball just pops loose. Of course, the Chargers fall on top of it. And, of course, they matriculate the ball back down into the field goal range that they were already when Eckler fumbled, kicked the field goal. We take the push on a game that Atlanta should have walked away with an easy 7-10 to 10 point win. Are you fucking kidding me? happening right now what's happening over here excuse me what is happening here what is happening what the fuck just happened oh you know what's happening it's time for all those wins coming in the air tonight baby Tonight in NFL, we're gonna start in Dushman, <laughs> where Swami Boy, and all of a sudden we won a game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> minus three points on a very, very, very neutral site against those Seattle Seahawks. Yep, uh, as per usual, good day, mates, over there <laughs> in across the pond. Um, Flight distance is an issue. I'm not going to ignore that the, that the flight distance for uh, Seattle is much further. I guess it's, I guess it'd be what five hours further than it would be for uh, Tampa Bay. What if However, they flew backwards? You don't know. What's that? What if no, they flew I don't backwards? think they're going to. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go different directions. But uh, <laughs> not, not, <laughs> sure, not sure how that works out. But uh, Tampa Bay should have lost 
Shoulda, coulda, woulda lost last week against the Rams. Uh, and they just have not looked at, at any point this whole year, whether they've won or lost, they've never really just looked like a team that, that's that good. And on the flip side, Seattle, it they seem to be just getting better and better as the year goes on. These rookies, that they, this rookie class they brought in, which is just, I don't know, it might be better than the rookie class that Carroll brought in uh, when he first got to Seattle. This one might be better than that one. They're getting to the point where they're not really rookies anymore. We're going into week 10 here, so and they've proven to be awesome. So there's really, I think, the wrong team's favorite here, to be honest with you. And the fact that it's three points, I fucking love it. As a matter of fact, hit that sounder. I'm picking Seattle to win this game straight up. This is a neutral field. And these are not neutral teams. Seattle is just simply better than Tampa Bay right now. Uh, now, obviously, Tom can do what Tom does at the end of a game like he did last week. But uh, the Rams needed one first down. And Tom was walking off that field at home a loser, which he's done several times this year. So, yeah, I, I love Seattle. I, you know, until Seattle does me wrong, I'm just going to keep rolling with them. Oh, man, do we love, love, love Seattle. They've been winning us money and winning us money and winning us fucking money. So this week, uh, so both these teams are before the bye. However, I got no trend on before the bye on a neutral field. I'm sorry, boys and girls. I don't have any data on that. So Mm -hmm. we're just going to call that a toss-up because whatever, I don't have it. However, What's your trend on Germany games? Hmm, this is the first <laughs> one of those, so I got a trend on Germany girls. It's uh, a lot of overs for me, I'll say that. Uh, anyway, moving on, uh, Seattle is a the... A stinky krauts. A lot of stinky krauts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I end up with a stinky kraut, that's for sure, on that one. Uh, but Seattle is the numbers agreement here. They are also... The new spot agreement here. Now, boys and girls, our new spot has been fucking crushing it on this algorithm that we've been developing on some drive stats. Um, Overall, it has won every single fucking way. Picking every game, you can pick every game, and it's winning. However, when it agrees with our power rankings, it is 6-2 overall so far. And it agrees with our numbers agreements 4-1 overall so far. And this is one of those spots. So big, big lean uh, from the uh, algorithm side to Seattle. Now, here's a couple of trends that I did dig up. Because there are a lot of neutral side games to be dug up in the NFL. I just didn't have anything neutral for the buy. But neutral after being on the road. So you just go to a neutral site after you were on the road, any situation. Uh, 25 and 16 ATS, 14 and 11 as the dog. And in both of those situations, 17 and 25 to the under, 11 and 15 to the under. And uh, a dog one and three, so still even a close dog, five and four ATS, and still three and seven to the under on that. So. Obviously, the trends are going under here. But I want to say, well, okay, but what about if you're neutral after being home, which was just a Tampa Bay situation? Yeah, 35 and 43 ATS. 22 and 22 as a favorite, so straight up fucking coin flip there. And then 8 and 10 as an under. 
of the favorite to the one and three. So every single fucking thing on the trend line leans under. I didn't really find anything that would lean to Tampa Bay. I know there's still going to be a lot of sentiment in the market. You can see it. Longhorn bouncing back and forth uh, to Tampa over minus two and a half. It's been back down to two and a half. It's still two and a half at Bet Rivers and at Points Bet and at, I can't tell what that book is there, but it's been moving back and forth. So a lot of money changing hands in this game for sure. But to your overall point, Seattle is the fifth best team per DBOA in the NFL. Tampa Bay is number 10, and it's the neutral side, and we're getting three points with the better team. So other than it's Brady, and you don't generally bet against Brady, which I don't mm-hmm. have much credence left in that this year with this team, I don't see anything else but Seattle here. It's, it's got to be Seattle or pass for me. Yeah, and, and just real quick before we move on, there's an apparent, and I heard this from an obscure person, and I don't, I, I assume it's true, or why would he say it, but apparently there is a group of fans in Germany, and I, I don't know how large this group is, but apparently it's pretty significant. They call themselves the 13th man. Obviously, you know about the 12th man in Seattle. They took that from the A&M, uh, Texas A&M Aggies. It's called the 13th man. It's a big group in Germany. Apparently, for whatever reason, they're Seattle Seahawks fans. So there is there are people who think this is going to be a large, large Seattle home field uh, crowd. Not necessarily home field advantage, but definitely a home field crowd. So factor that in with the plus three. And I think Seattle's just the better team, period. So, yeah, everything points to Seattle for me. Yeah, I don't know how much Creed's going to play to a crowd versus Tom Brady's played in front of... I don't know, a zillion fucking people, but uh, there definitely is no fucking advantage to Tampa Bay in any situation. You gotta fly to fucking Germany, so yeah. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll take crowd noise. I mean, anything I can get, I'll take. You just look. You know what, though? That, that's actually a good point, now that I say it out loud, because Tom's playing with a lot of uh, fucking rookie offensive linemen mm-hmm. and yeah. experienced offensive linemen, and they haven't played in front of a zillion people, because they're no. not 85 years old, and they haven't played I don't know, since the 50s, I guess since Tom has. So that's a good point. I I like that point. All right, moving on. Those Kansas City Chiefs. Nine and a half point home favorites over my Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, they're yours again since they got a win. Okay, I see how this works. I called them mine last week. I fucking, I stood on the table for them last week on the podcast. That was my trend of the week last week. And well, I hit look, him in the fucking I mean, super contest. Well, okay, good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> Listen, I really don't know how you don't take Jacksonville, honestly, so I'm going to be on your side here with this. Um, I talked about it. I hinted at it last week that Kansas City just does not – they play with their food with these big favorites. They're just not historically good. I mean, they beat all these bad teams, uh, but they, they're not – they're not margin seekers, and it played out last week against Tennessee. Um, I don't expect much difference here with Kansas City and that big, or excuse me, Jacksonville and that big line. Um, you know, and sometimes when you win a game like Jacksonville did, coming from behind like they did, that can give you that boost of momentum that they've been searching for for a team that came into the game at the beginning or came into the year at the beginning with some momentum. And just have been have been shitting in the bed for the last you know five weeks. 
Sometimes a little win like that can boost your uh, momentum and the morale in the locker room, and you'll get an inspired effort here against Kansas City and against a team that, like I said, doesn't necessarily strive for huge margin. Uh, so the nine and a half points looks, looks golden to me. Um, and, and so I'm leaning Jacksonville. That's the only way I can play this game. Yeah, you know, I'm with you. I'm a fucking Jacksonville Jaguars. And more importantly, the numbers are in agreement on Jacksonville as well. And Jacksonville has the away dog before the bye trend going on. 31-27 and 27 on that. So good clip there. And on top of that, uh, since 2015 and week 10 and on, home favorites from 9 to 10 and a half that have a winning percentage of over 70 versus a team that has a winning percentage of under 50, 9 and 16 ATS, 36% with a negative 2.6 ATS margin. And But those teams are 17 and 8 straight up. So if you guys are thinking about Jacksonville on some money line dogs. Probably not the spot. Probably not the spot. No, However, if you take that same trend and take the team from under 50% to under 40% winning percentage, which Jacksonville is, the favorites are then 6 and 13. 31.6%. And the ATS margin drops to negative 4.47. That is mm-hmm. over the score. That is golden territory. Especially at the nine and a half number, it covers the eight, it covers the six, it covers all of it with that ATS margin. So you're good there. There's no other. There's no other way to play this except Jacksonville. What? But I would not hit the money line on this one. What's been the movement on this? If you've got that in front of you, because while you're looking at what the movement's been, because I'm looking at the screen and I've got 82% of the tickets on Kansas City and 86% of the cash on Kansas City. So I'm wondering if you wait on this, if it's going to, with all that momentum going straight to Kansas City, is it going to take up to 10, 10 and a half? Like, what's the movement been? Uh, the world opener was nine and a half, and it sits at nine and a half. I'm looking at Ooh. 110s across the board. What does that tell you? Vegas doesn't mind taking all that Kansas City money. They don't mind taking it. If you look at the look ahead from the summertime, which is getting more and more irrelevant at this point, but it was minus 11. So you're talking about a point and a half worth of uh, adjustment there to Jacksonville. That's, I guess, I mean, I guess justify. I mean, Kansas City. They've been what we thought they were going to be. Uh, Jacksonville's been, uh, I mean, I'll say worse than some people thought they were going to be. And I remember our preseason thing, and we, and we did take Jacksonville on the under on the season totals. However, you did mention there was a huge syndicate that had them to win that division and blah, 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 fucking blah. They still, every and week, I was they, like, they've been on them every week. I know, They're and I was like, them. Yeah, I wonder if these are the same people that had uh, Las Vegas last year to fucking come back and do whatever they had them to do, go over the yeah. season total, and that didn't fucking happen or whatever no. it was. So, yeah, sometimes, hey, you know, here's Pros what you lose get, sometimes. <laughs> Pros well, lose sometimes. Well, here's what you got to remember about syndicates, boys and girls, is they are not sharks. They are venture capitalists of the sports betting world. So in other words, what they do is it's a bunch of people with a lot of money, and they pile it together. And just like venture capitalists, they use, you know, 
professional insiders to gain information and they put their money where they think they had the best advantage against the market. Now, well, that makes them pretty sharp. It does make them betting on sharps, but however, sharps lose, uh, as we know. <laughs> you know, we win and we lose every fucking week. So you win some, you lose some. I, I always respect. I re, whenever I hear of any syndicate move, whether it's a season long or on a game, I'll always. You know, at least question it and look in and see what I'm missing. Uh, but it's not gospel, obviously. But it's certainly let's put it this way: I feel better when they're on the side that I'm seeing it than than not. One hundred percent. It's like anything else; it's just another indicator. But yeah, if if they're against you, you immediately question because obviously there's some movement out there telling them. Because again, angel investors and uh, venture capitalists don't big you know build mega mansions and have this fortune by betting on losers so to your point yeah they generally do bet on the right side however you know as you as you know and as i know and as our audience hopefully has learned throughout the years the futures market is very volatile in the nfl and unless you have some pretty rock solid data which I know for a 100% of a fact they had no rock-solid data to make that bet for them to win the division. Zero percent, zero percent, zero fucking percent. There was no data at all to tell them that. So I don't know what they were betting on, but they've lost that bet. So whatever. I don't. Well, I mean, have they? Yes, dude. Elim- Tennessee's going to Math- win the division. They're Mathematically, win- they're not eliminated yet. Now that, I would. That is true. <laughs> uh, actually, I usually have the standings pulled up, but. What what's Tennessee's record? They've got at least five wins. Well, Jacksonville's got three. I mean, five five or six. I can't remember. Yeah. All right. I just, you know, I don't I just, do I don't do records. Yeah, we don't do standings, but you know, it's it's I, I do know they're not mathematically eliminated. So the well, I would can still hold that God ticket halfway through the season. Not mathematically eliminated, but anyway. Well, the Detroit is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Those New York football giants. Five and a half point. Home favorites over those Houston. And that is Houston. And I'll say this slightly because the person I'm always making fun of apparently had something happen to his family this week. So God bless you, sir. Uh, I hope hope everything works out for you. But I'm still going to make fun of you for not saying Houston with an H, uh, Texas. Yeah, this is... This is just the no doubt. Hold your nose. Uh, um, you, 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 pros versus Joes. It fucking sucks to to walk up that to that counter and put this bet in, but you kind of have to. Um, I've got to lean to Houston here. Um, look, I get it. Houston sucks. They're not good, um, but the Giants are just not a good team either. They're they're an okay team. They're. I struggle to even call them good, but they're certainly not great. I do think they're a fantastically coached team. Does that even make sense? Is that English? They're a well-coached team. There you uh, go. Yeah, they're a well-coached team, but they're not a good team. Um, this is just one of those nasty games that they'll probably win by one to three or four points. Um, you're getting whatever number you just said, six and a half or, or whatever you just said. Five and a half. Oh, God. Well, that sucks. Um, yeah, it was it was six and six and a half when I wrote this handicap. But whatever. Like I said, they're going to win b- between one and four points. 
Uh, Whoa, is, is something happening? So, something happening? In that game? Yeah, so just... I, Go ahead. Hate to pull back the curtain too much, but I'm looking at five and a half consensus, and I'm looking at fives, and I'm looking at four and a half at Bet Rivers, and this other book has them at three and a half. What the fuck is going on in this game? Oh, I did see that Pierce was um, questionable now, but that wouldn't be that much. Who the of a fuck point. is Pierce? Um, I don't know the offensive rookie of the year candidate. That the only guy that can score for Houston. No, no, no. It's it's going down to Houston. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. I haven't heard anything on the Giants actually. Nothing. The, the only the only thing on this piece of shit team that can make this kind of move is Saquon, and not even Barkley. Not even not even fucking. Danny Dimes would make this move. Yeah, speaking of Danny Dimes, he's not as good at home as he is on the road. Uh, yeah, that's weird. That what that line move. Fuck. All right. When- that's, that's got me though. But look, I it, I got to lean to Houston. Apparently, the the points uh, or the bets are coming in on Houston, so that does make me feel good. But I guess if you like them, get them in now before whatever's going on with that point drop uh, doesn't hit rock bottom and it goes under the three. So. We'll have to get, I mean, again, we, we record on Wednesday, so, um, you know, by the time you listen to this, it might already be known what the hell's going on, but as of right now, we don't know, so uh, lean to Houston. All right, why don't you start Googling while I go through my part of it. Um, right. Houston, even at the five and a half, actually, I think you're greater at six, was the numbers agreement. Um, now, the new spot is on New York here. But it is one of the more coin flippy spots that we found in the new spot, so not solid there. What is solid is New York is a home favorite after the bye of 45 and 46, and those went 0 and 2 last week. So, not a great spot to be a home favorite after the bye. You would think so, but you would think wrong, which is a lot of times what you would think in the NFL. Whatever you think would be good is usually not good for example and i was hoping that the other game would come up on this that this trend is that i derive this trend from but uh just by uh game and uh count order it did not however i'll just go ahead and give it to you here since 2015 or better week 10 or better if you have a 50 percent winning percentage team or greater versus a sub 500 team that in their previous game did not cover and you're a home favorite between three and five three and nine ATS with a negative three point ATS margin now that's the other game if you combine all of that of what I just said but then you add that the opponent didn't cover the previous game you were 0-5 ATS with a negative 12 ATS margin. Which in this game, and again, this is home favorite 3-5. and five, So that tells you right there that you were 0-5 straight up also. So if you wanted to put a money line dog on anybody, this is my trend of the week to put a money on, line on dog Houston? on on Houston. Hmm. Okay. I just looked it up. I, I've got nothing. Um, Kenny Galladay might come back. Nobody and play. fucking cares. I know he doesn't. He doesn't mean anything. And uh, Neil and Bellinger 
Uh, look like they're going to be out for a while, but that was already known. So yeah, I've got I've got nothing. That, this might be just two rogue books because the points are going up. It was it, it opened at thirty eight and a half. It's consensus forty and a half. I see forty ones. So the totals are going up. So this might be just two rogue books that just took gigantic bets. Maybe they had that trend I just gave out uh, on Houston. Who fucking knows? However, I'm 100% those with you. damn syndicates. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it has to be at this point to move it that yeah. much. So I'm with you on Houston. Everything is with you on Houston. There is nothing left on New York except Danny Dimes and his shitty ass at home. So good mm-hmm. luck with that. All right, moving on. Those New Orleans Saints, minus one and a half. Actually, your New Orleans Saints. Minus one and a half on the road versus those Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, this just feels like a good situational spot for Tomlin as a home dog coming off a bye. uh, Just to have a a nice Pittsburgh-inspired effort. Um, And I'm not going to call the win here because, look, here's the deal. You said my New Orleans Saints. I swear to God, like I, I still, I, I st- my name's Simpson Simpson. I stick to my story. Like they're a good, look, they, oh, they look good on paper. Like I don't, I still don't understand what's happening to this team. I know that Andy Dalton's playing, and that wasn't part of the, you know, me liking them in the preseason. It was, it was Winston. He came in, looked like shit, got hurt, whatever. We'll see how that plays out, but. My God, on the on paper they should just they should just wipe the floor with this Pittsburgh team. However, you know Tomlin, this is a good spot for him. I, I know that Pittsburgh sold off Claypool um, uh, a couple weeks ago, and that might seem like they're just waving the white flag, but I don't think so. I think they're just clearing room for their rookie Pickens to get in there and get more playing time. Who's going to be a better player than Claypool, anyways? Once he gets uh, his his. Uh, his gets it going a little bit um so i love pittsburgh on a tease up i wouldn't be surprised at all if they win this game but at that real kind of dead man number of um one and a half i think you said i i would just lean to pittsburgh on a uh, on a teaser play and and look the saints have been the saints have made me look stupid all year i'm not i don't feel like touching that hostel anymore all right well I got several things on this one. First of all, the numbers are split. Um, it is a new spot agreement, with though, with our power rankings. Again, 4-2 on those so far, so take that for what it's worth. But you've got the home dog, Pittsburgh after a bye, which is not a great spot, 16-8-1. and one. Six, Sorry, 16-18-1. and one. So you're on the wrong side of the coin flip there. So you got two things going for New Orleans there. However, you've got Pittsburgh, which is on um, since 2015, week eight and on home dogs two and four. So if, I guess I'm close. It was at two when I graded it. Less than 50% versus somebody that's less than 50% winning percentage. 25 and 17. We've already hit this trend twice with New Orleans and Detroit in the last two weeks. So this trend is red fucking hot on that. And then you've got another trend on Pittsburgh, which is uh, 2015 and on, week nine and on, home dogs one to two and a half. 
Yeah, insane. Winning percentage less than 50 versus winning percentage less than 50. <clears throat> and then I, I that set is 24 and 10 ATS, but if you take both teams less than 40%, which both these teams are, they're 12 and 2 ATS. Jacksonville, that was my trend of the week last week that Jacksonville crushed on. Actually, I think I had one more step on Jacksonville. Made them, it's like 7 and 0, whatever it was. Um, so that trend is also red hot. And then you have Tomlin as a dog overall. ATS, home dog since 2010, 16, 3 and 2, including and not limited to. Remember, boys and girls, earlier this year, he beat Tampa Bay straight up at home. So everything except uh, the new spot agreement with the numbers is absolute and the home field dog for the buy on Pittsburgh, which again you're on the wrong side of a coin flip there. All of our heavy trends are on Pittsburgh here, so I would not be scared to take Pittsburgh on money line to win this game overall. New Orleans is fading the wrong fucking way, and mm-hmm. uh, Pittsburgh, you know, this this is this is a game that they could win. There's not a lot of games that Pittsburgh's going to win this year. We had the under on them overall for their season total. We're going to hit that, but this is a game that they could win. Yeah, you might see Jameis before this year is up, which um, you see Jameis, you might see Michael Thomas. Nothing more to say there at all. No, Michael Thomas already declared himself out for the year. And overall, if you just want to look at, like, if you don't believe in any of the trends and all the bullshit, New Orleans is 23 overall in DVOA, Pittsburgh's 25. So, I mean, literally, you got coin flip teams, Pittsburgh's at we'll home, see. you got Tomlin. We'll, we'll see if Michael Thomas stays out, if... Jameis is in. Just saying. All right, we're going to move on to those (laughs) Chicago Bears. Won us some money last week, by God. Minus three, home favorite. Again, they have been home favorite like three more times than they should have this year. Home favorite over your Detroit Lions. Yeah, but you got to give credit where credit is due. And Justin Fields and the offensive coordinator have cracked open the code to this offense, which, look, he, I mean, it is what it is. You, you play with what you got. And they were trying to fit a square peg into a round hole to begin this year, and it was just dumb. It was, it was a stupid idea. Uh, and about three games ago, they changed it up, and it's done wonders. They're one of the better running – actually, they're the best running team in the league now when you factor in what they've done uh, since getting uh, Fields out using his legs. This is a smash spot for Chicago here. You got Detroit, a dome team, going out on the grass in Chicago. Um, yeah, three's not enough. I mean, I know I know Chicago's not a good team, but if you take what they've done just in the last three weeks and compare it to what Detroit is, specifically out in the grass and the elements, oh, my God, it's a smash spot. For Detroit, I know that, or for Chicago, I know that sucks for us in season long. But look, it is what it is. They're 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 scoring a lot of points. They're moving the ball well um, lately, and I don't think that Detroit out on grass. We've seen it before. They're just not the same offense as they are on that fast track at home. So yeah, it's a smash spot for Chicago. All right, boys and girls, this is gonna be my trend of the week. Nerd alert! Nerd! Nerd! You fucking nerd with your nerd hair. All right, Longhorn, my trend of the week is going to disagree with you. It is all over your lines. 
from mm. 2015 and on, week 10 and on. Home favorites of two <clears throat> to four in division. In the previous game, they were dogs of three to five and lost straight up. 0 and 8. ATS 5 and 3 to the over. Boys and girls, by the way. And if they were at home. Uh no, sorry, if they sorry, if they lost if what the fuck does that say? Can't even read my own handwriting here. Oh. Uh yeah, if the team if the opponent won the previous game 0 and 5 inside of that. So 0 and 8 overall, 0 and 5 mm-hmm. if their opponent won in the division. Um so you're going against all of history, and I'm uh-huh. going with all of history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel a show bet. I feel a show bet because you can't even read it right. I, I, you don't even like this yourself. I feel a show bet. Hang on, let me see what the numbers. Say. Yeah, no, let's show bet. Show bet. Plus, right. I want. What is it? Plus three. Yeah, the, we can do three. Let me let, let me look three. at the consensus. All right, consensus all over the place is three. All right. I will take Detroit plus the three on the show bet. We are one and one officially mm-hmm. on the year. So trend of the week. Oh, last time you went against the trend of the week, it did not end well for you, sir. Yeah, well, that's the way it goes. But the numbers are split, so it it's truly it's truly a coin toss. Truly a coin toss, as it always. I've seen is. Detroit outside, so that's that's that's. I've seen your mom outside, but we're moving on. Miami, mm-hmm. minus three and a half at home versus the Cleveland Browns. Uh, three and a half. This is, did you say three and a half? Yes, sir. Yeah, this is just a numbers play for me. That's what I wrote down. Uh, Miami is still, and let me look up their tickets because I bet it is just outrageously in their favor. It is, where the fuck is that game at? Uh, 58. Oh, I love it. Okay, this this just solidifies my pick. 58% of the tickets coming in on Miami. 76% of the cash money coming in on Cleveland. Um, they're, they're the public darling. Miami is the public darling, and people don't like betting on Cleveland. They're kind of a gross team. Uh, Their uniforms just, are doo-doo brown. <laughs> they got doo-doo brown uniforms. Um, look, and I know people don't want to bet Cleveland, I get it. That's that's why most tickets are going to come in on Miami. But I'll be on Cleveland, just like I was on Cleveland when they played Cincinnati. It was a situational spot there. <clears throat> I like the fact that um, Cleveland can pound the rock, run the ball, and that's exactly what Chicago did to Miami last week and put up 35 points, I believe. Um, and, and newsflash, yes, I know Miami's putting up like almost 40 points every game. They're not going to do that every game. They're just not going to do that every fucking game. There's going to be a stinker coming for them. Um, and I like I like Cleveland to be able to keep up and with, with uh, Miami and score the ball against a Miami defense. This is just not very good. So, yeah. Plus three and a half. Love it. Love it. Yep. Uh, numbers are split on this one. However, the new spot likes Cleveland here. Now couple of uh, buy trends. Miami, home field before the buy. That went undefeated last week. It is now 50, 34, and 2. Massive, massive trend there. 
towards Miami. However, Cleveland after the bye, which almost literally every spot is terrible, terrible, terrible. Except if you're the away dog, 37 and 28. So, you know, basically those two cancel each other out. Now, if you look at another trend that we have on Miami, they fall into this one. Home favorites between two and four, week eight and on, better than 50 50% winning percentage versus a team that is sub 500. They are 14 and 24. We've already hit that on Indy a couple of weeks ago. And by the way, boys and girls, that trend 15 and 25 now to the under, under, under. So this total is at. Uh, pull that up real quick. 48 and a half right now. So I would say with the Miami uh, love that you're in the market, this might get to 49. I would try to let it get to 49. That's like the last. It's not really a key number in the NFL, but it's like the last key number in the NFL. So if you let it get to that, it's fine. But if you don't, I like the under here on this one. I like Cleveland too. Like you said, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Keep it out of two in the offense's hands. And then that new trend that I talked about with the Giants in Houston. 2015 and on, week 10 and on. Better than 50% winning percentage. Home field uh, or home favorite three to five versus a losing team that they and the home team did not cover in the previous game, which Miami did not. Three and nine, ATS with a negative three margin on that. So, again, maybe Miami ekes out a win here. Maybe they don't. But either way, uh, yeah, I'm with you on Cleveland on that lane for sure. All right. All right, moving on. Oh. The men of the Minnesota Vikings are three and a half point dogs now at Buffalo. This number started at eight and a half, down to three and a half. Longhorn, quick quiz. What does that tell you about this game? Yeah, old Joshy boy's not going to play, but I still would grab that three and a half with Minnesota. You're losing all the value, but I mean, if, if Superman doesn't play, then. Then and you're over three and a half, then I still think you got value with Minnesota. Um, and I mean, I did write if he does play, then you're getting value anyways because he might be hurt and hammered, but it, it just keeps dropping, so it looks like he's not gonna play. Um, you know, I don't really have much on this. You know, it's, it's hard to handicap a game where you don't know exactly if the quarterback's gonna play, but I think that you're still getting value because, like, if he does officially get ruled out, I think this is gonna go down to you know, probably. Bills plus two, maybe you can tell me more on that. But like, bottom line, you're still getting a, at least a point of value here, taking Minnesota plus a three and a half uh, right now. So that that's the way I would lean. No, I mean, it was eight and a half on the official like world opener, down to three and a half. It was five and a half basically on the look ahead, which is already kind of with the injury news. They were kind of hedging there, so at Three and a half. I mean, I'm not going to say they're at the bottom of the market, but they're pretty close. I, this this game won't go past a pick on if he's out. That's just too no. much. I mean, it's 
There's there's no there's no way you're gonna get plus money on the Bills, uh, even if he's ruled out. There's just I don't I don't see any way possible. Yeah, but there's there's no way it's only a five point downgrade from Josh to Kate. So no 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 it it'll be it'll be eight. So it'll go it'll go all the way to Peckham because remember it the 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 world opener was eight and a half. Well, so, then it's huge value on Minnesota then. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, free it's roll. a free roll. It's a free roll in Minnesota, uh, and and actually, even at, if all things were equal, our new spot had Minnesota. Now, this doesn't factor into the line. So, I'll pull the curtain back. This new spot does not factor really lines in. It's just positional versus positional on teams, which is why I like this fucking new algorithm so much. It, it literally does not matter what the fucking line is. It just says. This is the fucking team. This is the team. And just just saying that, this shit is winning more than it's losing every single week since I've been running it, no matter what the fucking line is. And I don't put any lines into it at all. It's just straight fucking data. Um, of course, I'm not going to tell you how we do it, but whatever. Uh, and it had Minnesota as the fucking covering team anyway. So, yeah, there's, there's no other way to play it except grab Minnesota right now before it goes to... And it, if he gets rolled out, it will go to a pick him. So you can still get three and a half points of value right now. There's there's no other way to do it. And it's noontime cousins. You don't. There's not a lot of not a lot of fear there. Uh, the Buffalo Bills defense will come out and play for sure. But and Minnesota's not a great team. We've documented that many times. However, um, just like last week, you know, we we were split on. We weren't really split. I I, I told you I wouldn't argue with you on the Washington cover, which. Washington did cover that game. My argument was that Washington wasn't going to win the game, which they didn't. Maybe they should have. Maybe they could have. Whatever, but they didn't. And I just think this is this is one of those games where Minnesota they have everything they need to hang in this game. Three and a half. They had they had even with Josh Allen in, they had everything they needed to hang in at eight and a half. So yeah. Plus, if you get if you get Minnesota locked in at plus three and a half, and it goes down to pick them, then you can you know hedge back with Buffalo. Um, and try to middle that, you know, because <laughs> definitely Buffalo could beat Minnesota at home, even with Case Keenum. Uh, I so don't know, man. Because like middle that. that that's one of those things. Like, and we were talking about this earlier. Um, just bullshit about college. There's certain teams where you know it's a lot easier to quantify. The, like from Josh Allen to Case Keenum, yes, it's eight points. That is that is the definition. Eight points. That's quantified. It's qualified. One hundred percent. That is the that is the correct number. However, that's in a vacuum. To this team, what Josh Allen does, he's their leading goddamn rusher, and the fucking quarterback, and their fucking Superman. So like, mm-hmm. if you just have a regular quarterback, like if you just had an average starting quarterback, to Josh Allen, it's five points. But then again, you have to factor in everything Josh Allen does for this team. Like, Tom Brady and uh, Aaron Rodgers, they're high. Yeah, it was five points from them to an average starting quarterback. But if you had a Case Keenum, let's say he was an average starting quarterback. That's just Let's just throw that out there. He's not, but whatever. Let's say he was. Uh, this is, say, Teddy Bridgewater and Teddy Bridgewater's prime. Like, he gets hurt. Teddy... Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, Teddy Bridgewater comes in. It's five points. 
But that five points is five points because Aaron Rodgers doesn't add a lot more than what he does. And Tom Brady doesn't add a lot more than what he does, except for he's Tom Brady. But fucking Josh Allen adds so much more to the variance just because of everything that he can do and all the shit that he fucks up, as we saw last week. Yeah, so maybe just a nice steady-handed quarterback. You rely on your defense and your running game a little bit more. But they can't run the ball. They cannot run the ball without him. They cannot run the fucking football. They suck. Let's just look it up. I mean, let's just see how they are. Let's look it up. I mean, I don't know how to... I can't quantify their running game without their fucking quarterback off the top of the fucking podcast here. PFF breaks it down into run blocking, so it'll take out Josh Allen doing whatever stupid shit he does, which is ridiculous. Well, they call a lot of fucking... They call a lot of fucking called running back... Or called quarterback runs. Yeah, they're not a very good running... They're not a good run blocking team anyway. They don't run the ball well. So without him, without but, him being that dynamic, like, dude, that to me, it eight points isn't enough. Like, I understand that that is a number. I get it. I do the fucking number. But to me, that's not fucking enough. It's not enough. Without yeah. without him being in the game. Yeah, I can see Case Keenum getting a revenge against Minnesota and just sticking it to his old team. I'm looking. So Buff, Buffalo is the twentieth ranked rush DVOA team. And that's with Josh Allen being a donkey back there. So, yeah, they can't run the fucking ball without him. It, I, why we haven't been Minnesota a plus three and a half already, I don't fucking know. Maybe because we were doing a goddamn podcast. Oh, I already have. Yeah, we'll bet yeah, it I when we too, get off. But I, you know. All right, uh, moving on. Those Tennessee Titans, minus two and a half at home versus the Denver Broncos. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Hit that sounder. I'm taking I'm taking Denver to win this game. Tennessee feels like they just won a game in which they lost, and now they come home, uh, and the rookie's about to get baptized by a real defense here. Um, Denver Denver feels like that one of those strong narrative teams that was going one way. All the negative narrative, which they completely earned, don't get me wrong, feels like a team because I mean, we're only halfway through the season and seasons are long in the NFL. Football seasons are long. feels like a team that can slowly work its way out of this shitty narrative that they've built up. And uh, by the end of the year, we'll look back and be like, ah, oh, they weren't that off. They weren't that far off of what they thought we thought they would be preseason. Uh, and if they do, this is the game that they go and take uh, and, and against our rookie quarterback who's played two games now and has been terrible. So, I mean, it's not like uh it's not like this is a, a, a just a crazy prediction, but yeah, I think I think Denver wins this game. Um, the, the rookie quarterback for Tennessee has showed me nothing. If you can stop Derrick Henry, you're going to stop this offense. And and you know, look, if Russell Wilson, you know, if he if he can continue to at least show a little bit of a pulse on offense, they should be able to win this game. So, I like I like Denver. I hope the numbers are with me. Well, the numbers are split on this one. Uh, now the new spot does have Tennessee. However, obviously a lot of that is with Tannehill built into the data, so you have to take that into account. Um, but Denver is the away dog after a bye, which again 
That is the one spot after a bye that you do want to be. 37 and 28 there. And, man, I don't think I've mentioned the other trend. I wrote it down. There's been several spots I mentioned it, but I have not mentioned it. But we'll get to it in a second. Um, But either way, Tennessee is falling in under a trend. Home favorites between 2 and 4, week 8 and on. With greater than 50% winning percentage versus a losing team, 14 and 24 ATS, and this is the same one as Miami, 15 and 25 to the under that kid. So if you look at the total here, yeah, we've already missed that. It was 39 and a half, it's down to 36 and a half, so everybody's already hammered the fuck out of that. So, can't really recommend betting an NFL game under 37 points. Uh, however, all of my trends are based on closing lines, so nothing graded pre. It's all based on closing lines. So, by the closing lines, it should still hit at about a 66% clip there. I could easily see Denver winning this game, I don't know, 9-6 to six or something <laughs> stupid like that. Uh, I think you're spot on with the Denver being one of those teams starting slow. But anytime you have a defense as good as theirs, and if you listen to this podcast long enough, you know that I've been one of the leaders of poo-pooing the defensive thing in the NFL because it's just not as valuable as offense in today's football. However, when you're as good as they are, It keeps you in football games, and it is generally, within the year, sustainable. Now, year to year, it's very much not sustainable. But during the year, it generally is sustainable. So the defense keeps playing hard, and Russell can just be an... If Russell Wilson could be an average quarterback, they win this game by 10. Now, what I will say, though, about Tennessee is hats off to fucking Mike Vrabel. Hats off to this dude for continuing to win football games. Uh, He won the number one seed last year without his best player in Derrick Henry. And now he's winning football games without a starting... He's winning football games with not a starting NFL quarterback. Which, it's not a referendum on this kid. Uh, Is it Wilkes? Willis? I can't remember. Uh, The kid from Liberty. Yeah. Not a referendum on his career, but at this moment in time, he is not a starting NFL quarterback. He is he is so far below that, it is unbelievable. He completed six fucking passes, I think, the last game. That is Tim Tebow type shit. Uh, that, is, that, boys and girls, is not what's going to win you football games sustainably through the NFL. But kudos to Mike Vrabel for having this team in first place, and they're probably going to win that shitty-ass division. I think they're yeah, just, they're the far and away the odds-on favorite in Vegas to do it. However, if they can win this game, they're going to win the division. Like it's over. They can just mark it down. It's done. But he's got to try to survive one more week, and if he can, which I don't feel like that he can here against a Denver he's not team. Not going to. I, I hit the sounder. Yeah. He's not going to. That's true. That's so. It's We're going to move on then. So all right, done. You you fuck it. You done. You dead. Get dead. Get dead. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Our Las Vegas Raiders. Minus five and a half at home versus the Indianapolis Colts. 
Yeah, I can't. I just can't back a team that is uh, apparently apparently taking tanking. I don't know why you would hire a guy to be your interim head coach who's never coached a game in his life. That feels like they are. I mean, come on, man. Um, yeah, it just feels like they're trying to do one of those sneaky tank jobs for one of these quarterbacks because they know that they need a quarterback. And um, yeah, I'm I'm hip to you. I'm hip to you, Indy. You're tanking without actually saying you're tanking. So I know the number's big, but um, I can only lean Vegas. I just I cannot back a team that's tanking. All right. Well, the new spot is with you on Vegas. The numbers are split because uh, Vegas is that fucking bad. And they absolutely are that fuck. They're fucking terrible. I, I, that's why I love Jacksonville last week. So glad we took them and won us some money. And I've got a trend here. Uh, 2015 and week 10 and on. Uh, the home favorite between 5 and 7 versus that did not cover the game before versus a team that also did not cover the game before. And both teams are sub 500. 6 and 8 ATS. Not a very strong trend there, but. I did the research, so I'm fucking saying it on my podcast here. So not throwing out there as the fucking gospel. But Indy is off a very strong trend. You mentioned the coach. Uh, first game after coaches get fired, 17 and 10. 17 and 10, ATS. So take that they for what it's worth. A, uh, again. They usually put a real coach in to replace them, though. Yeah, and not only that, they their new play caller is the quarterback coach or something. I, I yeah, actually no, it, no, it, no, it was the assistant of the quarterback coach. So it'd be like I saw somebody tweet this day: Indianapolis just replaced. If it was the Cowboys, Indianapolis replaced Mike McCarthy with Travis Frederick, and now they're having. Uh, whoever their quarterback coach is, call the play. Not even the offensive coordinator. Quarterback coach, call the fucking plays. Like, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Jim Irsay is always drunk or high on pills. And, like, the fact that this motherfucker has not been ran out of the NFL just goes to show you, boys and girls, if you think that those owners have any morals at all, they fucking don't. But anyway, yeah, I have no interest in this game at all. I I don't give a fuck about this game. Moving on. Terrible. Los Angeles Rams, minus one and a half at home versus the Circus Midgets. Yeah, this is definitely the Hello Corner TV game. Let's make it a time saver. I don't even have a write-up, so it's literally a gross game to me. What do the numbers say? And we'll just move on. Numbers are split. New spot is on the Rams. However, I did find this trend, and it is a fucking heavy one. Week 10 and on, home favorites 1-3 to three in division. Less losing team versus losing team. Uh, average 17 points per game or less on the season versus 23 points per game or less on the season. Yeah, that home favorite 7-19 and 19 ATS and straight up. So, another... Huge suggestion from this trend for the uh, money line on the dog here for the Cardinals. And that ATS margin Longhorn minus 
one. Fucking mm. huge. So 26.9% of the time, this part that the Rams will cover in this position. So it is Cardinals or nothing for me here. 26% of the time, it works every time. Ha, <laughs> <coughs> ha, Fuck. All right, moving on. Those Dallas Cowboys. Five-point road favorites in Green Bay. What the oh, yeah. fuck? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is just a say-it-out-loud type game. Situa- situational spot of the week, which makes it the Danger Zone game of the week. fucking love green bay in this spot i can't throw any numbers to you to back it up uh dallas should on paper and by the numbers and you'll you'll tell me more on that it seems like dallas should uh own this game but this is a house of horrors for dallas this is a place dallas goes to get heartbroken we've all seen it this is what happens there whether it's a fucking catch that wasn't a catch it's fucking Field goals that are bending left and right and in. It doesn't matter. McCarthy's coming back home. <laughs> Fucking Aaron Rodgers wants to stick it to McCarthy. It's Green Bay, a big home dog. Are you fucking kidding me? All all the public's going to be on Dallas. All the money lines on Dallas. All the teasers on Dallas. All all the picks on Dallas. Like every, I love it. I love Green Bay in this spot. Like I said last week, Chicago was my favorite pick of the week. This is my favorite pick of this week. Green Bay plus the points at home. Yep. Um, so Dallas has the away favorite after the bye trend. That is a 23-23, very much a coin flip. Green Bay agrees with the power ranks in the new spot. Again, 6-2 and two so far on that. Green Bay also has this trend. I've been so excited to break this out. We had it last week on Houston. Um, it hit against Baltimore when nobody had thought they had a chance in the fucking world. So, 2015, if a team has the average turnover margin versus the other team of one or better, and the opposing team has less than three losses, 179 and 140. Five ATS. Sounds great for Green Bay. However, 116 and 218 straight up. So, and that hit exactly on both those numbers last week in Houston. Houston covered, but they did lose. So, what that's telling me is uh, Green Bay does cover, but Dallas does win. However, uh, here's the first time I'm going to break this out this week. I'm pretty sure I missed a couple games on this earlier, but. Dogs this year, boys and girls, of four or more, any situation, this season, 44 and 22 ATS. So you bet every dog this season of four or more, you're winning 66% of the time, and you are rolling in dough. Rolling in dough. You don't need any other information except that right there, and you're rolling. Now, that's not every year. That's been a this year thing. However, just like the bounce back thing that we saw hit at 65% of whatever hit last year, this is one of those things, is it might be a, just a one-year thing, but I'm tracking it, and it is fucking rolling. On top of that, 
2015 Week 10 and on, home dogs with three to five and a half. A losing team versus a winning team. The last game for the home team, they were they did not cover on the road in their previous game. 12-5-2. That is 70.6% with an ATS margin of 5.05, which is right under this line, right on this line. So again, that it hints back to the other trim. Green Bay is a dead fucking spot cover right here. They may or may not win this football game. However, I fucking love Green Bay here, and I'm with you, buddy. All right, good. All right, moving on. The Los Angeles, your Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> are seven-point road dogs to the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, this, this is definitely... Um, it, I think I did this before earlier this year, but this is, with a caveat, which I'll explain, the big dick pick of the week. I'm gonna pop off a piece of my dick. Big floppy donkey dick. Is that your fucking dick? With my dick. Nice big cock. I'm gonna put my dick in. All right, so here is the caveat. Let's get this out of the way. There's a chance that Keenan Allen plays. I know this has been an ongoing story all year. He is Mike uh, Michael Thomas. 2.0, but the coaches are saying that there's a chance he plays. Doesn't look like Mike Williams is going to play, but as long as Keenan, Keenan Allen is in there, I like the Chargers to win this game. That This this will be my, my big dick pick if he's in there. If he's not, I still love the Chargers at that plus seven number. Um, Shanahan, primetime favorite, is a, is a spot that you want to fade. Um, the Chargers in this underdog role, that is their sweet spot, not as the favorites. That's where they will they'll go full retard on you. So give me those seven points uh, in this primetime spot. And if Keenan Allen plays, then yeah, the big dick pick stands. Um, the public is the public is tired of the Chargers. They're off of the Chargers. And that's, you know, kind of when I want to get on and I just, well, I don't know, what do the numbers say? Because I don't feel like this is just a crazy stance to take, but what, what do they say? Tell me. Well, I was shocked, shocked in this game that this was not an agreement to the Chargers, but it was not uh, just because they are hmm. that bad in the underlying stats, and that's how you go and put up some performance they've put up. However, it's not an agreement for the 49ers. They're very much split. But San Francisco... Home field after the bye. That is a spot you do not want to be. Uh, I think both those teams lost, or all three of those teams, whatever it was last week. 45 and 46, so you're on the wrong side of the coin flip there. Again, that's a coin flip trim. Take it for what it's worth, but you're on the wrong side of it. Uh, You've got San Francisco. A couple different trends we have here. Um, Teams with 50% exactly winning percentage. Week seven or more at home, favored by six or more, 69 and 85. ATS, so not looking good there. And then the other one was the, uh, um, yeah, basically the same thing. Say, say since 2010, basically the same numbers except one nine and one to the under. So dead ass, dead ass under spot on that trend. Then you look at. Dogs of four more, like I said, 44 and 22. 
so far this year. So that's also on the Chargers. And then we tend it on home favorite 6 and 8, 50%, winning percentage versus less than 50%. And so there's only been here, here's the thing, boys and girls, of those numbers. So home favorite between 6 and 8. You you have an exact week 10 and on. So that's very important to remember. You have an exact winning percentage of 50%. And you're playing a team that has over a 50 winning percent percentage. It's only happened seven times since 1989. Seven times. So it's not a huge sample size, but that is a huge sample area. And sometimes those two things can be congruent, even though they seem non-congruent. And those teams, the home favorite three and four ATS with a negative 3.57 margin however they are six and one straight up but what that tells me longhorn and looking through all these trends and all this data is if i've only had that happen seven times since 1989 first of all obviously it's an anomaly so anytime an anomaly happens but i have a pretty consistent trend in that which three and four is consistent to losing but the negative 3.57 ATS margin is more telling. That's more than a score that they lose on that margin with the with the spread being between six and eight. So to me, what that's saying is this doesn't happen very fucking often. When it does, it's not good for the fucking favorite. And there's a reason for that. When you're a 50% winning percentage team, you should not be a six to eight point favorite at home versus a team that has a winning record. So it's pretty simple to me when you put in those kind of standards. Again, you could say, well, it's a short sample size. Yeah, it's a short sample size in 30 fucking years of data, which means it doesn't happen very often. When it does, the fucking dog wins. The fucking dog wins. They cover. Yeah, and I know the Chargers are terrible against the run. I, I get that. That's why they, you know, that's why I liked Atlanta against the Chargers last week. Um, but look, it, the, the Chargers are playing hampered. They're, pl- they're playing with a receiving core that they're just they're just hampered on offense. So if he gets one of his chain movers back, um, it, it, they can keep up the scoring with this San Francisco offense uh, because they will score on the Chargers' poor running running defense and, and defense in, in general. But if they if he has one of his weapons, it's game on. And when you got a talent like Herbert. And one of his weapons back at the end of the game of a game that should be close, you know, he, he can go and win. He should be able to go win a game like this if he's, if he's got one of his weapons back. Yep, absolutely. I'm with you. All right, moving on. Oh, it's Monday Night Football. And it is those undefeated, the last undefeated team. Those guys. Damn, Philadelphia Eagles. And they are consensus. Ten and a half point home favorites versus those Washington Redskins. Yeah, that's just too many points. That's too many points. The the Heineken beer is ready to go real skunky. Uh, so I'm, I am aware of that. But it's that's just too many fucking points. And I get that Philly's coming off extended rest. They played last Thursday. Now they're not going to play until this Monday. That is almost like a built-in buy, sneaky little buy there. Two weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah. So uh, congratulations, schedule makers, for uh, throwing Philly a bone there. Um, but 
I just I, that's just too many points. Division game. Um, if, if you like Philly, I would just lean on the first half. That, that, that first half's been been a moneymaker for Philly here. At that full game, ten and a half, um, I'd have to lean to Washington and hope that that skunk-ass beer doesn't go straight skunky like it did last week and uh, and blow the game. But, uh, yeah, that, that's how I play this game. So I love your fucking call on the first half. I think that's... The way to get it at Washington here, uh, for sure. Now, Philly is the new spot agreement. This is not, again, another game I was surprised. The numbers did not agree with Washington, but they are that bad, and Philly is that good. So they were split. Um, Philly is the new spot agreement, but they are also the new spot agreement and what's so far been a smash spot in the new spot. Uh, four and one so far. However... Washington is also on the trend that I gave earlier on Green Bay on the um, since 2015 team average turnover margin minus the other team's average turnover margin is equal or greater than one and the team opposing has less than three losses 179 and 145 however 116 and 218 straight up so what does it tell you don't bet Washington on the money line, uh, Washington on the cover. But no. inside of that, since week 10, in division, home favorites of 10 to 12. And I was shocked at this one. 64, 51, and 3. 55.7% plus 2.79 ATS. Now, if you break that down to 2015 and on, 14, 8, and 1, 63.63%, plus 547 ATS, and, by the way, 4 and 9 to the OVA. And since 2008, not, and his offense, as you see, offense keeps getting more important, more important, more important. 9, 5, and 1, 64.3%, 10 and 5 to the over, 66% at that clip. So, all of that says Eagles, and then, boys and girls, pull the curtain back moment. I have been watching a lot of fucking Redskins games my whole goddamn life, and I can remember, and I only pulled this trend because I can remember watching. Please, mama, can I stay up and watch the Redskins on Monday Night Football? Can I please stay up? And I remember going to bed every goddamn time disappointed, or so it seemed in my mind, so I had to pull it. Probably was. Since 1990, the Skins on Monday Night Football, 13 and 28 ATS, negative 5.41 ATS margin, 31.7% cover. Oh, but it gets worse. Since 2010, since I very much stopped watching them on Monday Night, 5 and 12, 29.4% ATS, negative 6.26 ATS margin. And 6 and 10 to the under on that point, so that kind of goes against the over on the other point. But the overall consensus is, look, I tell you every week, I tell you every fucking week, and I'm going to tell you every fucking week, if you score more than 17 points or 18 points a game, then, yeah, the Skins have no chance. They have no chance to beat you. And in this point, I've watched them play the Eagles. I've watched them play on Monday night. 
They're going to get blown out. Heineke's going to throw three fucking interceptions. It's going to go terribly wrong. And the Eagles are going to blow them skunky. the fuck out. They're going to blow gonna them get, the fuck out. And it's going to get skunky. Yeah, it's going to be embarrassing. However, if I'm wrong, which I could be, I do love my buddy's prediction on the Eagles' first half. And if you remember the first game this season, I think it was what, like 27 or whatever, 23 to nothing at the first half. And the Eagles didn't score another point in the second half because why would they? And, Mm. you know, of course, they still covered or whatever. I mean, they went like 23 to 6. So, yeah, just bet the Eagles in the first half. You don't have to stay up and watch the second half. It's everybody fucking wins. Probably minus six, I would imagine, for Philly. First half. Nah, six and a half, I'm sure. They're gonna they're gonna lean. They're gonna they're gonna make you pay the premium. It'll be under a touchdown, so. Alright, boys and girls, that was all them wins coming to the air tonight, baby! <laughs> Time you all been waiting for it. Time for those free. I said free picks of the week. Longhorn, lay it on them, baby. Yeah, I said it was my favorite pick, so why wouldn't I put it in the free pick? Let's go Green Bay Packers plus whatever points you can get them at. It doesn't matter. They might even win this game. Look out, it's kind of dangerous. So, Green Bay plus the points, free pick of the week. Love it, love it, love it. All right, your college free pick of the week. Those West Virginia Mountaineers plus eight at home versus the Oklahoma Sooners. Look, Oklahoma doesn't run the ball well or doesn't throw the ball well. West Virginia doesn't run the ball well. Neither defense does pretty much anything well. Total 67, eight points. You're looking at the Two of the top scoring offenses in all of college football. They both average right around 33 points a game. Too many fucking points to give the Mountaineers at home. Go fucking Mountaineers. And then a bonus. Best bet. This is your pizza. Money parlay. And this is a big one, boys and girls. Uh, This is going to be Purdue plus 208 on the money line. West Virginia plus 238 on the money line. And the Florida International, uh, or Florida, whatever, FIU Panthers. Panthers, plus 480 on the money line. This pays mm-hmm. 58 to 1, boys oh and girls, on a three-game parlay. 58 Get to fucking 1. Get, Get out of here. Get all over it. Get all that money. Do the money dance and Longhorn. Tell them about that fabulous website one more time. All right, you glory hole seekers. That's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the sports patio next week, and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. We give out free picks on our website on our podcast, and also on our social media platforms so people stop being sports stupid and use them all. But more importantly, sign up for those premium picks at our website so that we may become partners for life in both Cephas as always. And I'm mostly 
non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. God damn it, people. Never pay a bookie again. Stephen Tone, take us out, baby.